we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. It was all started by a mouse. Oh boy, here we go! Are you kidding me? Out of the gates, this is not happening! By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig! Homer, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. This is the Magic on a Dollar podcast with David Dollar. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. Thank you so much for joining us once again, guys. By the time you hear this, I will be running around Disneyland like crazy. I am so excited. I'm going with uh, Upon a Star Travel and Concierge, which is my home agency. It's a great little place to book a trip, and I would love to help you with your trip as well. Of course, Magic on a Dollar Travel Planning. We're all kind of one symbiotic relationship circle there where I work with them, and they work with me, and it's all good stuff. Um, so, anyway, uh, Disneyland is great. I can already tell you that by the time you're hearing this, I hopefully will have already done Rise of the Resistance for the very first time over there in Disneyland, and uh, I'll report back to that next week. This week, however, we're going to talk a little bit about stuff closer to home, that being Hollywood Studios. Now, first, let me go ahead and give you the contact information. You can find me online on social medias, on Instagram, Magic on a Dollar, on Facebook. Magic on a Dollar is my fan page. Uh, not my fan page, but my Disney fan page. Uh, you can also find Disney on a Dollar. That's that's also a fan page, but more of a businessy page. I put a lot of Disney stuff. I put Disney stuff on, up on both, so you should follow both. Find me on Twitter as well, Magic on a Dollar over on Twitter. MagicOnADollar.com uh, is my website, and MagicOnADollar at gmail.com is where you can contact me. And uh, you catch a pattern here. It's all Magic on a dollar with a podcast and everything so anyway we're gonna dive right into this week's show i got a friend of mine coming on hi-ho sarah from park and preston travel and we're gonna talk a little bit uh, good bad and magical about hollywood studios so let's just jump right in we have a great conversation we kind of go all over the map we do good bad and magical but we kind of veer off into some epcot stuff we talk a little bit about disneyland as well we kind of talk about the food and the muppets and uh we solve some disney problems of course if disney's listening to this then we can help you solve some problems especially with mickey costume changes but uh, all that's uh, fun stuff coming up and i hope you enjoy my chat with sarah and as promised on the episode here, my good friend, Hi-Ho Sarah, that of course is Hi-Ho is in Snow White, not a, uh, not a Sarah of ill repute, but that's Hi-Ho Sarah. How are you, Miss Sarah? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. We're going to talk about Hollywood Studios today, but before we get there, I got to tell you, I am so proud of you for doing the Dopey, the Dopey <laughs> Challenge. Uh, for, uh, and then we talked about that in the Run Disney episode uh, you know, a couple of months ago. We kind of went through what that is. But for the uninitiated or for the one person who didn't hear that episode, God forbid, <laughs> whoever you might be, um, real quick, what is the Dopey? Like, what is the Dopey? Like, tell me the Dopey Challenge. What does that mean? The Dopey Challenge is a um, foot race challenge put on by Run Disney where you run a 5K a 10K, a half marathon, and a full marathon in four consecutive days. It's like 50 miles total, isn't it? Or 48? 48.6. Oh, and use the point six because every point it counts. It is very important. Yeah. <laughs> um, very and then this year, I actually also jumped on the Disney Dream right after those races mm-hmm. to run the 5K on Castaway Key. Oh my gosh. So. That is, so did that <laughs> add to the mile? So did you run like 49 and a half miles so or? It's 48.6 plus 3.1. I don't do metal math. So oh, that's 48.7. That's 50.7 miles. There you go. It's pretty impressive. I drive that far and I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Just, I, that's, that, so talk a little bit about the dopey. I mean, obviously when you do it, I mean, you know, I'm guessing the first day is pretty easy. By the last day, you're like, I want to kill myself. What am I doing? I hate everything. And I hate everybody. I mean, pretty much. Well, the hardest part, which I've said a thousand times, this, this was my fourth year to do the challenge. Mm-hmm. The hardest part is waking up at two in the morning, four days in a row. Right. It's just getting out of bed is the hardest part. But once you're there, you've got the energy and it's, it's a blast. It yeah. really is. That's well, you, cause you see the pictures, all there's hundreds of thousands of people there running yes. with you and you're all running aside. You get to see the cool characters and stuff. Who yes. was the coolest character you got to see? Maybe one Judy you know, hops, Judy hops, That's hands awesome. down. That is really I cool. have been obsessed with her for years and years, mm-hmm. ever since the movie came out. And right. last year I waited for her and right before it was my turn for the picture, she took a break. And I was, I almost cried real oh, tears. No. A grown woman almost <laughs> crying real tears over a stuffed bunny. Um, that is hilarious. I got her this year. So that well, was. <laughs> like I was excited at Disney World because Zootopia had just come out. So I was at Disneyland mm-hmm. and that's where they were meeting. They weren't meeting at Disney World. I think 
who was it at Disney World? Somebody else, I think it was Inside Out. The joy and mm-hmm. Sadness were meeting, and Judy and uh, Nick were meeting out in Disneyland, and I was in line, I was ready to go, and like you, they left. And I was like three people from the front. I had been waiting for 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah, they'll be back in, you know, 30 minutes. And I couldn't. I had to go across yeah. to Disney World or started to, to Disneyland and just California. It was crazy. And I'm like, no, I want to meet Nick and Chief. You know, it's just it's very upsetting, very upsetting. So that's really cool. That's really cool. You get to meet them. So awesome. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about Hollywood Studios. We're going to do something called The Good, Bad, and Magical. We've done this with the other five parks, all four, all three Disney World parks and two Disneyland parks. This is the fourth Disney World park. And what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go a little by little. I've got my handy-dandy map here, as you see. And we're going to kind of circle the park uh, together, and we'll talk about each area. And we're going to talk about something good in that area, something bad in that area, or maybe something we want to improve. We don't want to get too negative, Nancy, here. And uh, we'll talk about something, uh, you know, something that's really just – Really magical, really magical. So let's just open it up right off the front with Hollywood Boulevard. Of course, you've got the crossroads of the world. You're walking in. There's a crossroads with Mickey on top, a little globe there. You've got the shops on either side. There's the fire station over here on the, on the other side and everything. So for me, I love the shops. I do. I think it's Keystone Clothiers, in which I believe it's under refurbishment, or has been anyway, and it's right there. I love the shops. A lot of unique shirts, a lot of things you don't get to see very much, but it's all right there. Um, I, think it's, I think it's great. Um, what's bad is the baggage for Hollywood to me is the worst I think of any park. I don't know why the baggage is just so, the baggage check is so terrible. It always backs up no matter what time of the day. It's a long line. I'll get there at two in the afternoon. I'm like, why is there 50 people in line for bag check? It's it's ridiculous. And magical for me is the bakery, which is the Starbucks, but they also have the carrot cake cookie, which is this massive like $8 cookie, which you it's, I don't know, like six inches in in, and across or six inches in diameter. It is ridiculous. And it's so good. And it's cream filled. It's fantastic. Um, what about you? Let's talk a little bit about the opening of Hollywood. I love, I miss the hat. Yes, I do. I, I didn't that. think mm-hmm. I would, mm-hmm. but I do. Um, and so I like the, I like the view when you walk in and you kind of get around that front circle, whatever it's called with the Mickey. Yeah, with the crossroads of the world. Yes, I the believe crossroads of the yes. road. Once you get yep. around that and you, you're looking down the street, I like the look of it, but I do miss the hat. Uh, that cookie is phenomenal yes. i actually got to eat half of one when mm-hmm. patty went to hollywood studios during marathon week she brought <laughs> it back for me um and it was amazing and i would agree that the stores there are just a little it's not as good as mouse gears at epcot right which is gone but <laughs> not but not forgotten and not forever not forgotten and not it's forever a, that's it's a temporary right. so, mouse gear there now they're just gonna rebuild it which is yes. okay so this i would i would have to say the stores there now currently are mm-hmm. my favorite right um, but I, I, I don't disagree with you on anything. I just, I just really miss the hat. Really? See, I, and I think, and you're, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not super like 17 years old or anything, but you know, you're a little younger than I am. And I think there's a, there's a, there's a demarcation age where people above that age don't miss the hat and people below it do because of I when you were, that. when the hat was put in around 2001 and I was you know 21 or 20, I was 25, uh, 26 when the hat was put in. And so it didn't phase me. The hat was supposed to be there, and I was like, the hat's going to be there for a year or two, and then it was there for 10 years or whatever. So when it took down, I'm like, well, I missed the Chinese theater. But people who were younger than that around that time, that's – and I don't know how long you've been going to Disney World, but for you probably, that may be all you remember, or that may be all you know from a young age, and you barely remember it not being there. Yeah. You said it was 2001 that they 2001, I believe, because it was for the – No, I was a teenager. I was a teenager. My kid memories don't include it. Right. Um, But – it's funny. I actually went to Disney World with some of my friends in college. Mm-hmm. It was our spring break trip, and that was my first time as kind of a grown up. And that's kind of what sparked my passion to come back for Disney. Right. And so I think that's what I related to. Like I vividly remember walking with my girlfriends and Sorcerer Mickey at the hat. <laughs> and so right. it's like I, it's it's special to me. So yeah, I well, that. I can see that, and, and I miss the pin shop that was under the hat because I'm a big mm-hmm. pin collector. So that you always could go there and get the special pins. And on the right side, they had all like the, the limited edition pins, and the left side they had the lanyards. And just it was this really cool shop that was under the hat, and they mm-hmm. had the big like uh, the golden like little waves of pixie dust going around yeah. it. It's just it was cool. Uh, but I'm okay with it not being there. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good with that. I'll, so, I'll give you, you know, that. I'll so. give you. That. I'll get used to it. So. Yeah, you will. You'll have to. I don't know what else you're gonna do. So, <laughs> so as you walk in, you take a right and you go 
on down to the animation courtyard, not animation courtyard, sorry, the Sunset Boulevard. And you're walking down, there's more shops. There's some great shops that are down there. Uh, the Beauty and the Beast Fantastic is over there. Of course, you've got Tower of Terror. You've got the Rock and Roller Coaster down at the end. And now you've got the, the Cars, Lightning McQueen, a little, uh, little, little show attraction thing right there. So for you, talk a little bit about, about Good, Bad, Magical as you're kind of walking down that strip there. I think it's really neat. I like how everything leads right to the Tower of Terror, mm -hmm. uh, especially at Christmas time. This last year yes. when they started the image mapping there, that was one of the coolest places, which was very unexpected for me. Um, but I really, really love that. And I think my favorite part of that area is the food. Okay. I've never eaten anything. Well, I've had ice cream there, but I've never actually sat and had anything. Yeah, I like there. that there's a lot of different quick service options right there. Mm -hmm. And it's usually really, really busy. So right. I'll skip it. Yeah. Um, but if, you're, if you've got a bigger group and you're all kind of looking for something different and you don't want to go sit down at a table service restaurant, I like the food over there just with the variety. Right. Okay. Okay. For me, and I love, I, I, again, I love the shops. I love the, the, the stores as you're walking through there. And I know they refurbish some of those. And mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of Hollywood shop. And I, is that even still there? I don't even remember if it's still there. I don't Because I don't so. ever the go in there. The I did the stores there, there was kind okay. of like an area that was new. That was more of the like Kate Spade bags. Right. And Junior Bur you know, so it's just yeah. a little bit of your nicer. You right. can find the Alex and Ani stuff there. Right. So, and, and I love that. And, but you're right. It is a magical thing, especially at night to see that tower of terror at Christmas time or any other time, just how right. gorgeous it is. It's a great Photoshop. And I love that they've kind of taken the, the tower of terror as kind of the, the icon of the park. And I know mm -hmm. they've used the Chinese theater some, but I love having that tower of terror as the icon of the park because it also reassures everybody that they're not going to take it away. Because remember there was a yeah. rumor for a couple of years. We were like, Oh, they're going to get rid of it. They're going to put something else in there. Or, you know, like Disneyland's mission breakout for guardians, which is awesome by the yes. way, but it's not, I don't want that at Disney world. Don't exactly. do the same, you know, let's, let's keep it as it is. Um, you know, I love rock and roller coaster as well, but yeah, the mad for me, magically just seeing that, that tower of terror, just standing up there, 13 stories tall, um, I love the eccentricity of it. You know, trivia, the Hollywood Tower sign is halfway down instead of all the way at the top because they made a mistake in the building. And so they mm -hmm. had to move the sign down to cover kind of the, the, the architectural mistake. Is that's that for why, real? I did not know this. That is for real. That's why the sign is in the middle of the tower instead of the very top. Because, because they of, messed there, up. There was an architectural mistake there. And I can't remember if it was, a, it was a misplaced window or something going on there, but they just moved the sign down. That's and, hilarious. And I don't know that you could stand there and point out and be like, oh, see that right there? That's what that is. I mean, I don't know, but that's why. That's I why. love it. Also, and you may not know this too, the, do you know why the back of a tower is the shade that it is? No. It's because you can see the tower from Morocco in Epcot, and they want it to blend in. So the area in Morocco is colored the same color as the back of Tower of Terror. So it all blends in together. I'm good. Trivia. Look for that next yeah, time yeah. I'm in Morocco. Yes, yes, yes. You can see it. You can see it. And I don't know exactly where in Morocco you can stand, but you can see it. The Tower of Terror is there, and it's colored that way because it blends in with the Epcot scenery. So, I'm going to find it and I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to. I am full of useless trivia when it comes to Disney. I love which, it. There is no useless Disney trivia. It's Not all fantastic all. useless trivia. All right. So you really can't go anywhere else out of that. Uh, now, here, okay. So for me, if I had to say anything negative, I would say down there where at the animation court, not animation, I keep saying that, uh, the, the Lightning McQueen uh, racing experience, which is a pretty cool show. And it's a, it it's a video show, obviously. It's fun. It's fun. The characters that are out there, though, I don't think anybody wants to meet Hot Rod, which is a ancillary character from the first one and maybe is in the third one. Um, put a I Sally out there. I don't know who that is. Exactly. It's a little blue car. Like, I don't know if you remember the first cars. There are three vehicles that keep getting in trouble because they're hot rodding through town. That's mm -hmm. one of them. Um, okay. And the sheriff at the end of it, like the Sarge is yelling at him, you know, pick your, give me 15 push-ups or whatever. It's, that's one of them. Um, you know, there's no, th no reason they can't have a Sally out there. Put a Mater out there. Put a, I know. Why isn't Mater you know, put, out there? I know the they have Mater. Characters. They do. They do. Because Mater so, goes out on the race course you know, all the time. And rotates some of the characters out there. I mean, yeah. put some characters out there. Don't, and I get it. We want to keep Cruz out there because she's from Cars 3. But guess what? Nobody cares about Cars 3 anymore. Mm -hmm. Rotate those two characters out. Hey, guess what? It's Mater and uh, Sarge. Or now it's Sally and Ramon or whatever. And, well, know. and it would keep people going back all the way over there exactly. because that place is far. Up. I would go back there every time to get a new picture with a new character. I really yeah. would to say, guess what? I've got all six of the characters now in my little, little punch right. card. Disney, right. listen up. <laughs> yes, exactly. You've given your magical, now that's your bad. So uh, coming back to the main courtyard, crossing over now. Now we've got the animation courtyard, which is where you're going to find the, uh, the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. You'll find the Disney Junior area uh, down there. That is where you see the Star Wars Launch Bay, which is no longer Star Wars Launch Bay. They're actually turning it into a Mickey theater where you can see Mickey shorts, Yay. which is cool. Um, they've got a couple of stores down there. And to me, this is really 
my, my kid is eight, so he doesn't care about Disney Junior anymore. And I, and I don't know how your girls are, if they do or do not. Obsessed. But, you know, um, we haven't seen the new Disney Junior show. I know they reformatted the whole show and now it's something brand mm-hmm. new. Uh, so a lot, of ki- a lot of parents can go there. Voyage of the Mermaid. So for me, the, the area doesn't really serve a whole lot of purpose. So I don't really get anything out of it because the kid doesn't do that anymore. He loved Disney Junior when he was, you know, five, yeah. when he was three, four, five, but now not so much. Voyage of the Little Mermaid, he's okay with it, but he's kind of like, eh, I'm going to do something else. Um, but I am excited, however, for the, the, the launch bay, which is turning to the Mickey Theater. They're going to show Mickey Mouse cartoons. I'm hoping they show old ones and new ones. Don't you, I love the new style, but don't just give me the new style. Give me the old stuff. Give me Playing Crazy. And give me Steamboat Willie and, and things like that. So, um, But otherwise, to me, that's just almost like a pass-through. That's where I have to go to get to the other area of the park. So, your thoughts? We, we spend a pretty decent amount of time. My girls are four and five, so Disney mm-hmm. Junior is a big deal. Um, I definitely liked when they redid the show. Right. Because it was like a puppetry show more than it. It was. And my girls really liked it. But like one of the main parts of the show was Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Mm -hmm. And that's not really on anymore. Mm -hmm. So they'd be like, okay, this is cool. But they had no connection to the character. Right. Right. Um, And so with the new characters, you got Vampirina, you know, like it's the characters that my kids know now. Yeah. So I think they like it a little bit better. And we like seeing Fancy Nancy and Vampirina and I think Pluto's over there. So the, mm-hmm. the characters over there are good for meet and greets. Um, I'm excited that the Star Wars stuff, it, that always felt disjointed to me. Yeah. When everything was there, which I know it was a temporary thing while yeah. they were building Galaxy's Edge. Um, the Little Mermaid show, the girls like enough. Like we'll go when it's really, really hot. But I just get cranky when I'm in Animation Courtyard because I miss <laughs> Animation Academy. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and of course, that's now over, version of it is over Animal Kingdom. It is. But I don't understand why it's I don't understand why either, and you just draw animal characters, which Mm -hmm. makes sense for the theming of the park, but I want to draw Mickey. Yeah. Like, Simba's great, but I want to draw my classic characters and Olaf and... And I want it to be like it is at Disneyland, and it's just not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I trust me, I understand. I miss that. I miss the whole area too because it wasn't just animation. There were meet and greets in there. Source from Mickey was in there. Mm-hmm. That's where I met Rick and Ralph. That's where I met Baymax. That's where I met Vanilla yeah. Von Schweetz. That's where I met Bolt and Rhino. Bolt is one of my two or three favorite characters in all of Disney, and I never get to see That's Bolt awesome. anywhere. Uh, so I met Bolt there, and I was like, so excited. And it was a great little place to kind of – it was an area where – and if people don't remember it, you go in the main area, and there was – first of all, they had a great gift shop there. And it was like mm-hmm. collector stuff, stuff that we could never afford, but it's fun to look at. Statues look at. and mm-hmm. prints and different artifacts. And you're like, if I had $2,700 – I don't know that I would buy that, but I really would, would want to. It's um, like my Swarovski castle. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you don't need that, but – you know, if you had that money, why not? Uh, but you walk in and there's like all these over here is Animation Academy and over there is Source for Mickey and up here is the, the Incredibles are always there. And that's where I met Frozone. And it's like you had different things mm-hmm. you could do, different activities and such. And now it is just it will be just a theater, which I'm excited for the Mickey Theater. And I'm thinking they probably will maybe put a Mickey meet and greet back in there. I, they, think that, I do think they are going to have a unique photo opportunity. Right. I'm not right. quite sure exactly what that means, but I'm hoping that it's more unique characters. Um, one of the things we forgot to talk about in this area is that um, uh, the Waltz is the One Man's Dreams. One Man's Dreams, that- yes, I was going to get to that. Okay, yeah. okay, because yeah. that usually has a, a, a cool character. Yeah, yeah, um, towards the end of it, everything. Mm-hmm. So, well, and, and th- okay, Disney, I know you're listening to this podcast, so listen up. One thing you can do that people would go crazy over is put a Mickey Mouse meet and greet in there, but change the Mickeys. Do a oh, Sorcerer yeah. Mickey. Do a Steamboat Willie Mickey. Do a Brave Little Tailor Mickey. Do I mean I know you've got the costumes, so do a different Mickey. Do that maybe, every like six. Maybe weeks every week or, so. or maybe every two weeks, or maybe make it a surprise. You know, yeah. you don't know who you're going to get. You just get in line and like a like the Tinkerbell meet and greet where you're actually brought into the room and you know you don't see you don't see Tinkerbell until you're brought to the room and the doors close behind you. How cool would that be? You had no idea who the character is. I would people lose would be, my mind. People would tell you as they're coming out, but you don't know when Mickey goes back to take a water break which Mickey's coming back out. I think that would be so super cool. That would be, would be so awesome. cool. And it could change like all day. Like yeah, and people would be going back over and over and over. Oh yeah. I saw Steamboat Willie and I was right there in line to see brave little Taylor Mickey and he left. And you know, I already had, so I already got a picture with sorcerer. I, I would, I would be there all day long. <laughs> you, we need to write Disney, to them. Get and on then that. They'll give us the form that they're not going to listen to our suggestion right. to cover themselves yes. and then they'll do it. And we'll know it was us. Well, Bob Chapek would be like, what can we charge for this? <laughs> mm, yes, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. But going back to one man's dream though, that, 
to me is a magical spot. I'm a, yes. I love Disney history. I'm an amateur Disney historian. So walking through there and for small children, it's not as exciting because it's almost like living with the land. When you're a kid, you don't really care anything about it. But when you get mm-hmm. older, you're like, this is really cool. Yeah. You know, because now getting a, putting brand new sheets on the bed, that excites me. So, you know, cause I'm an adult going through one man's huh. room. It excites me. Cause I'm like, that's Walt's desk. Oh, look at this new animation system they did back in 1935. Oh, wow. Look at this, look at this model for blah, blah, blah. And they'll have a lot of models and stuff for the new attractions coming up. And for the longest time they had model, they had a model of Toy Story Land and one of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I don't know what's there now, if they have anything now, but, they let them set up models for things, which is cool. And it's so. been a while since I've been in there because usually the only time we'll go is with my kids to right. go see whoever is back there. Like we right. saw Baby Groot and yep. Monsters Inc. is back there now, but we always blow through it to go get in line real fast. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what I'm. You go back there. You really. And it, you can just walk right through it. I mean, it really is. It will take you five minutes to kind of walk through and just kind of catch an eye of what's here, what's there, whatever. And you're right. They do have characters um, at the very end of it. Usually they've had Star Lord, which. I've never seen a good Star Lord there. Yeah. Um, you know they have Groot there. <laughs> They've had other characters there. They also have a theater there where they'll they have like a ten or fifteen minute narrated. I think narrated by Julie Andrews movie. It's a about, good little show. We've watched it before. But they switch it out with like coming attractions. So you'll see ten minutes of whatever new Disney film is coming up. Right. Um, like Wrinkle of Time was there for ten minutes, which is a travesty because that movie's hor- horrendously bad. And so I'm like, why am I watching this and not Walt Disney? Come on. <laughs> um, but One Man's Dream for the if if you guys have never been through One Man's Dream, it, you owe it to yourself to walk through there. That's kind of like Tower of Terror was, where it's kind of in the mental chopping block for people. People are like, I don't want it to go away. It wouldn't shock me if Disney did this to us. We don't think they will, but they might kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that it never goes away because that is a piece of, that's a piece of Disney history. I mean, it really, yeah. it really is. And so, um, so I'm going to keep that. I love One Man's Dream. Um, so you walk through this animation courtyard. You're walking on out to Commissary Lane, which there's not really a lot to talk about because you've got Mickey and Minnie starring in Red Carpet Dreams. The ABC Commissary and the Sci-Fi Dinner Theater. We'll talk about them and food and stuff. And <laughs> good and bad. We'll talk about yeah. that. Um, of course, as you walk around now to Pixar Place, and Pixar Place is where they have the uh, – um, It's all it was right I'm sorry? The, that Pixar – the. Pixar Place is all where the Incredibles stuff yeah, is. Yeah, that's the Incredibles, right? the Incredible Celebration. Edna Mode Experience, they have a bakery there where they sell Num Num cookies, and they have a gift shop there. Now, I have not – you know what? I, now that I think about it, I've been to Toy Story Land two or three times now since it's opened. I don't think I've walked over there to, to the Pixar Place area. Um, I did. I think the last time I went, I think Edna Mode was there, but I didn't go through there. And so you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we did. We did the Edna Mode thing. It was cute. Line was quick. It was inside, which is why right. we did it. And we were like, yeah. hey, there's some shade and air conditioning. Let's go meet mm-hmm. Edna Mode. Um, so it, it's nice. Mm-hmm. I like the area where you can meet the Incredibles because when they're there, you get a great picture. When they're not, it's still a really cool wall mm-hmm. to take a picture in front of. Um, but there's really not a whole lot that's too special there. Right now, now, is it Mr. and Mrs. Incredible and Frozone or just is it two of those three or just one? I or? Think the last time we were there, it was one by one. Okay. So it was someone was there, but I yeah. have seen Mr. and Mrs. at the same time. They had, like, I've got a couple of pictures, and this only happened one or two times. At, at, back at the old animation studio there when they had it in the courtyard, like we've talked about, when I got a picture with Mr., Mrs., and Frozone, all three oh, together. Awesome. And we were all doing our arms up and everything and all doing the, the, the muscular thing with like, the arms and flexing yes. biceps. It was really, it's a great picture. I love Frozone. Also, one of my favorite ancillary characters. Um, I do want to meet Edna Mode. Next time I go, I'm going to be there in March, as you will be. Yes. And uh, I do want to meet Edna Mode because I think that would be fun. It's, that's one of my wife's favorite characters. She loves oh, Edna. Oh, definitely but, need to do it. Yeah. And then get no the capes. Cookies. No capes. You know. The cookies are always mixed reviews on those yeah. Nom Nom cookies. But... Well, the Nom Nom cookies in Disneyland are phenomenal. The yeah. ones here, it's almost like, like churros. Churro. Yeah. Yeah. So go to Disneyland. I-, I would say skip the Nom Nom cookie. Wait till you go to Disneyland. Try it there because I don't want your first experience with the Nom Nom to be like, eh, this is okay. And then you get to California, you're like, I'm not going to eat that now because I had it. No, no, do it. <laughs> do it Disneyland. So, that is a fair point. Yeah. So that leads us over, of course, to Toy Story Land, Woo-hoo! which is beautiful. Uh, Slinky Dog Dash, Aliens Whirling Saucers, Toy Story Mania, and Woody's Lunchbox. Now, the good thing about Toy Story Land is it's, it's an immersive area um, as they've they really kind of transitioned to this whole let's build an immersive area like we did with Pandora. Um, you know, they did 
I, they took a lot of cues from the Harry Potter areas over in Universal where they're like, we've got to build an area where when you're standing in it, you can't really see a lot of the other park, which for Hollywood, you still can because of the way it's laid out. Right. But, you know, you walk in and you're shrunk down to the size of a toy. The light, the, the Christmas lights hung up are really, really big. You get Slinky Dog Dash. I think it's, I think it's a good setting. I think it's a good area. Um, no shade. The shade no sucks. No shade. When it's, you know, when it's November, you walk through there, you're like, this is kind of nice. Sun's kind of hitting me. It's about 72 degrees. I got this. When it's July, Ugh. let me just tell you, hell is like looking up going, man, that's hot. It, it is, is literally a hot the place. surface of the sun. Yes, it is ridiculously hot. Magical, however, is probably, and this is a personal thing, is that Slinky Dog Dash because mm-hmm. my, my kid, that is his favorite ride. And, of course, he's on the spectrum. And so he loves Slinky Dog Dash. He talks about it at home. He watches the YouTube videos. Slinky Dog Dash, Slinky Dog Dash. He just thinks it's incredible. He loves it. So I've um, got the map up right now. And I uh-huh. just looked and saw that Slinky Dog Dash is 38 inches, which means both of my kids could ride. There's no way that they'll get on oh, it. But I gosh. am going to try. That is fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. And, of course, with the disability pass, you were able to get on a lot faster. And so That's true. Yeah. yeah um, it's a, and I, I may have told you this story, but, it, you know, last time we well, not last time. One of the times we were on it previously, we waited in line, waited in line. We went to the first row. We got on the first row. No, we got in the middle row because we got on the ride. One of the last things we got to do. And it was in a time where my kid was having a really tough time. I don't know why. We've forgotten some of his supplements. We weren't able to give them to him, whatever. So he was really having some issues. And he was banging his head on everything. It was really tough. And so we're riding Slinky Dog Dash. And he's having a great time. And we were talking to one of the cast members, and they were kind of noticing him or whatever. And he's a little noticeable, noticeable sometimes. And they, they, they pulled us off after the ride. They stopped us, and they were like, you want to ride again? And we were like, absolutely. They pulled us to the very front of the attraction. So we got to ride the roller coaster twice in a row oh, from the awesome. front, just stayed on it. Uh, it was a cast member that previously we had gone up to do the guest assistance pass, and I asked her how long the wait was. And she's like, it's an hour and a half wait, and it was like you know, 11 o'clock. And she's like, you come back after 1230 or whatever. And I was like, I got to tell you, I said, my kid is so excited about this ride. He loves this ride. And she goes, okay, hold on a second. So she, she looks at it. She types up some stuff. She goes, why don't you come back at 1110? 10 minutes later so we got to ride it like three times in a row it was it was it was fantastic cast members there was was great um i mean magical moment so it's a magical moment for me i i I love slinky dog that's what about you toy story land good bad magical i really like it Mm -hmm. i think i had really really high expectations Mm -hmm. and so when the first time i went i was like okay this is cool you know like i just right i don't know i don't know what i was expecting but the more i visit it now the more i like it um, I think I'm going to start to like it more in a couple of years mm-hmm. when it's not as insanely busy as it is right. most of the time. Like I would love to wait and meet, you know, buzz, but the line is always an hour long. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it's just, it's just a little too busy for me right, right now. Yeah. Um, but I do really love it. I love Slinky Dog. My husband loves that ride. I've got this memory. Um, I actually had the opportunity to visit the land the day before it opened. Um, with some of my friends that are big in the Disney blogging world, they were right. able to get me and my girls in. Celebrity. Celebrities, yes. <laughs> um, and we got in and it started pouring. Of course. It rained. It, so everything. And there is nowhere to go than when it pours. You're just there. <laughs> yeah. And so my girls and I rode alien swirling saucers like six times in a row. That's we just, awesome. We mm-hmm. rode it and then we ran back around and, got, right. and they still talk about it to this day about remember when we rode it over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as your girls get older, they will get more brave and eventually they will ride Slinky Dog. I'm going to try. They will love and it. So when we yeah. see you guys this, yeah. this spring break, I'm going to try to get them on there. That's fantastic. My, my kid loves it. I mean, seriously. And you Maybe can point Campbell to, can talk them into You it. can point to Campbell and be like, he rides it. Why can't you? Come on. And he's not normal. He can do it. Come on. My <laughs> girls won't even ride Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my so. goodness. They'll never ride. Do they, they ride Barnstormer? Will. Will they ride Barnstormer? Uh, no. I put okay. Evelyn on it once, my older one, uh-huh. right when she was tall enough, and right. she was done. She's like, cool, never doing that again. I could see my kid <laughs> grabbing one of your girl's hands or both of their hands and just running towards the ride itself without <laughs> even thinking about it. And I could totally see that happening, just running. Like, let's go, let's do it, you know. And, let's go. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? And so, yeah, I could getting see a little braver, though. They mm-hmm. would not ride um, Frozen for a while. Right. <laughs> the last two times we've been they've wanted to ride and when mm-hmm. we picked fast passes for mm-hmm. for our spring break trip my little one was like let's do frozen well it is one of those once you do it it's like oh that's it this is all there yeah. is to it i mean you know what you need to do is get them get them on either mission space or space mountain and say this is the worst thing here if you can handle this you can handle anything which they may We're never want to try any- mission space yeah. this oh year because probably do the green the team one, you probably want to do the green one wants team. to be an astronaut mm-hmm. Do the green so team. we're going to go for it. 
with the green. When that harness comes down and you're locked in place and you can't move and it's like, this is real. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, we were worried about, uh, about ours um, because, you know, we weren't sure the first time you were in space. We had no idea right. because he doesn't like really to be held down. But he got that thing on him, and he was happy as a lark. He thought it was That's cool, awesome. and like it was, you know, we rode the orange team, I think, and he was just like, "Oh, ah, I won't know. do orange." And he's he's pushing buttons. <laughs> well, I do orange one time, one time. And for the audience who doesn't know what we're talking about, Spaceship Space is over in Epcot as we're veering parks uh, over in Epcot, where you have a green team and orange team, and I call them puke and pansy. <laughs> the green team is a motion simulator. It, it's a little rough too, but it's just a motion simulator. Okay, it's all it is. Uh, if you can handle Star Tours, probably handle Mission Space on the green team. The orange team is literally a centrifuge. It is like if you take a little washer and put it on a piece of string and you twirl it around up in the air like really, really fast, that is what you're in. And so it's, it's, it's a little crazy. It's got puke bags in there. The first time we wrote it, uh, we wrote it, uh, first time I wrote it was 2007, and I think it opened in 05. They still had people like lined up on benches. There were people like laying down because they weren't sure about the ride. This is before they installed the green team, which they had to go back and redo that because they were like, this is killing people. Um, yeah. Great, great attraction. Uh, back on Toy Story Land, though, Toy Story Mania, of course, I love. I love riding Toy Story Mania. One of my favorite attractions in all the parks. It's just it's fun. It's a fun ride. It's fun to, you know, with the, with the shooters and the guns and stuff. Um, I think it's a great area. Uh, now, let's walk over to, of course, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And that's kind oh, of the boy. big one. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's completely immersive. You walk in there and you really can't see any part of the park. You're walking on the island or the, the planet of Batu. I can't even an, remember what, like, I can't even remember what yeah. park I was in. It's weird because we, we, we were there in September and it was the first time I had seen it. And, um, like, honestly, I, and I'll say if I have a, if I have a good, that is the blue milk. I love the blue milk. I still think about it. The green milk, not so much. Not a fan of the green milk, but I loved the blue milk. I had like three of them. It was just it was great. I have um, not had the green milk. The green milk is mangoey, and I don't like mango flavor. So it has kind of a to me, it has like a mangoey flavor to it, and I just didn't care for it. Um, there were like five of us, and like we got one of each, and we were kind of passing them around. And I'm like, this blue milk is fantastic. I, I'm, I bought this right. This is mine. Y'all can get your own. <laughs> so it was it was it was wonderful. Um, so I loved I love the blue milk. The it's not really bad because there's really no way to do this, but I know that rise of the resistance, the boarding is just insane. Um, and I, and, and I give it, I give props to Disney for doing it this way because, you know, with, with, I, I liken it to Hagrid's over in, in universal mm-hmm. universal's like y'all line up over there and just line up. I mean, that's all they did. You line up and if you're waiting in line for eight hours, you don't get on the ride. That's not my problem. Just, I have a girlfriend whatever. that waited so, in line yeah. for 10 hours. That's yeah. what their day was. Exactly. Uh, at least with Disney, you know, in the first hour, if you're going to ride it that day or not, right. By seven thirty or eight o'clock, you know, if you're going to get on so you can go about your day to do whatever it is you need to do. Um, you know, and I don't know, I don't know any other way to do it. It's just, it sucks that it has to be that, has to be that way. Yeah just is uh i don't know if they'll ever do fast passes for it part of me kind of wishes they don't as a travel planner because i have a hard enough time getting both slinky and flight of passage at the same time uh you know i just that would be insane but to me the magical part of it is it's a star wars land i mean the millennium falcon is there there's a life-size x-wing fighter there's a life-size tie fighter and so for anybody who's ever grown up and loved star wars it is a dream come true because it's like this is incredible i wish I wish they had characters that I remember. I wish we could see Luke. I wish we could see a Han mm-hmm. character or characters like that. I understand why they don't because they're trying to build a world off of it. And you're in Batu. You're not at a theme park, which right. is why Ray doesn't have a meet and greet. Ray is walking across the walking across the, the sidewalk, getting from one place to the other. And if you want to stop and take a picture with her, great. But otherwise, she's got stuff to do. You know, um, because if you went, you know, to your downtown area uh, in Jacksonville, you couldn't just they wouldn't have meet and greet lineups there. They'd have people just right. walking back and forth. Same thing at Batu. So. Uh, your thoughts on Star Wars Land? What What do you like? What do you don't like? What What blows you away? I really like it. I will throw out the disclaimer that I am such a surface level Star Wars fan. I generally know I who the good guys and the bad are, guys are. Yeah, yeah. Like I am not. I cannot deep dive into Star Wars. I don't dislike it, mm-hmm. but it's also not like I'm going to go watch Star Wars. Like right. it's just, it's not my thing. Um, the land has me much more connected to the stories now. Right. Um, Because one of the things that I'm passionate about is storytelling. And so the way that they tell the story with the land, like I could just get lost in all of those details. And we were actually there when it opened. And um, we got in line at two in the morning, all the way down halfway to Epcot. Like we were the crazies Mm -hmm. that, that went in. And what I remember most is walking into the land and seeing the the sides of the land were lined with cast members and you right. could tell they were some were you know 
food service cast members and some were Imagineers. Right. And just the looks on their faces while they watched us go in was one of the coolest Disney experiences I've ever had in my life. I know, I know men who have cried. I know men who have cried yeah. going in there. So, And it but, was just, I just, I have this big emotional attachment to Galaxy's Edge because I'm just so proud of Disney and what they right. accomplished. Well, and, I, and I think it's, I think for you, it's a big deal because you said you're a surface level Star Wars fan. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to love it no matter what. Unless it's right. just, you walk in there, there's a couple of cardboard boxes and a, and a guy in a half built costume or something. I'm going to love it regardless. <laughs> you're the one they have to impress because if right. you don't care enough about Star Wars to like this or give it a chance, you're not going to go. Exactly. And so for you to, to go in, who's just a casual Star Wars fan, you don't dislike it, but you're not, it's not like your favorite thing in the world. You know, um, for you to be connected to it, I think that's a big deal. And I think that's what Disney was going for because yeah. honestly, a lot of my friends love Star Wars, but that's because I hang out with people who are like me. And so to have, to have a larger set of people who are just casual Star Wars fans like yourself still love the land. I think that's a huge success for Disney. Absolutely. Um, no. Absolutely. And, and, and I, I like the ride, mm-hmm. the, 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 the attraction, the Millennium right. Falcon. That's super cool. Right. Uh, being a pilot is too much for me. I can't <laughs> handle the pressure. Um, and I am hoping, cross my fingers, to get to experience Rise of the Resistance in early February. I'm going yeah. out there for a meeting um, and I'm by myself. So I'm mm-hmm. going to wake up the next morning and I'm just going to see if I can make it happen. Yeah, we're going to try... I think Thursday is our day. Uh, that's tomorrow. I think, uh, uh, no, that's today's Tuesday. So Thursday is our day to, to do Rise of the Resistance. And we're going to get out there because it opened at Disneyland last week. Yeah. And the crowds were enormous. I think within two minutes, all boarding groups were gone. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going to get out there. I think Park opens at nine-ish. I think we're going to get out there probably five, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. And they don't do extra magic hours for the Star Wars land. And so we have to get in the park and then try to get a boarding group and then, and then wait for the park, that part of the park to open so we can do yeah. other stuff, whatever. But yeah, however, whatever it takes, however early I need to get out there, I'm going to do it. Because um, I'm going I'm out there with you all the luck. Yeah. <laughs> God it speed. is going to be crazy. I've got like my phone chargers are ready to go. I've got like two fuel rods ready to swap out. You know, I'm ready to go and everything. It's going to be insane. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about Hollywood Studios, the food to kind of wrap up. Okay. Overall, as the park, it's not my favorite park when it comes to food. Um, the big ones there are the Primetime Cafe, uh, mm-hmm. 50s Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater, uh, Brown Derby, of course. You've got Oga's Cantina, which is in Star Wars, the Star Wars Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge. Um, you've got, uh, you know, you've got the counter services and things like that. I think one of my favorite counter services was, uh, was the Dockside Diner because they had fried chicken and they had foot-long hot dogs. They don't mm-hmm. have those anymore, which is unfortunate. And so I'm like, of course they don't. Why would they? Why would they keep those? I like them, so take them away. You like them? They're gone. Now they're just burgers (laughs) and chicken fingers. How about that? Um, I have been to the Brown Derby three times. It's okay. It's Mm -hmm. not something like I know people who love it, and I would never tell them, "Oh, that's gross." I think it's good food, but I'm like, I'm one of those people that like, unless it is a meal that blows me away, I will look at that check and be like, "Uh, how much did I pay for this?" Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, we split the meal. It was still $77 for one meal for the two of us. Okay, we probably shouldn't have got the $18 appetizer with three little pieces on it. Um, I'm a big fan of Primetime Cafe. I've been there three or four times. The first time I went, I wasn't impressed because it, it, Primetime Cafe is one of those places, it is dependent on your server. If your mm-hmm. server's not doing his job, not into it, like playing the part, it's not as fun. Not the last few times I've been, he was great. I loved it. Um, I'm not really that impressed with with 50s primetime. I'm not the uh, the sci-fi dine-in. I like the atmosphere. You're sitting in a car. Same. You're watching whatever. But overall, eh. With, with sci-fi, we've only mm-hmm. gone once. And mm-hmm. we probably won't go back um, until the girls are a little bit older. Because right. I didn't realize how it was kind of set up. And it was a little bit of a struggle with them. Right. Um, but I really liked my meal. Okay. I was very pleasantly surprised by my meal. Uh, so I would definitely go back. And I think if I do go back, I would ask for one of the picnic tables versus mm-hmm. the cars. Yeah. Just simply because my kids so you can are- sit around the table and look at your kids because the cars exactly. are set up where it's basically two people can sit in each one. If you've got a party of five, somebody's eating by themselves or exactly. because you're all facing forward. It's not like you're sitting around. In a circle. And it's a cool setup. You got this whole, the whole room of, of quote unquote cars. You all sit in to watch the big screen. And they have the they have like clips from fifties, forties, and fifties horror movies, so they're mm-hmm. very kitschy. So maybe a little child might be a little frightened of them, but really, it's just very black and white, very goofy looking. Um, I think the last time I went there, they had changed the, the 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 video, and I don't think I liked it as much as they did before because I think it looped quicker. And I could mm-hmm. be completely wrong about this, but the first time I went, it looped like every 
30 minutes. And I think the last time I went, it was like every 15 minutes. So I saw the yeah. same trailer like six same. times, Yeah, uh, which is a problem I have also at primetime cafe because they have a little video screen, little TVs on your table and they'll show clips from 50, sh 50 TV shows. And that loops pretty quickly too. So yeah. I'm like, this meal's cooking an hour and a half. An and I've hour. seen, yeah. I've seen this same, my two dads clip seven times. Come on. <laughs> you know, I don't need to see more Fred McMurray. Let's, let's get some, get something else. And so the first time Fred McMurray's ever been mentioned on this podcast. And so, there you go. <laughs> um, so your, your thoughts on the food. I mean, what is your favorite? What is your, you said you like the sci-fi meal, but anything else kind of sticks out? I, I really liked my meal at sci-fi. I mm -hmm. have only been to Brown Derby once and it was just for the salad, which is phenomenal. The Cobb salad, salad is great. Yep. Cobb salad is great. Yep. And it's also not that expensive. Yeah. So I don't leave with like this huge bill. Right. Um, but again, I, there's nothing really there that like I have to go and eat at. I will give mad props to Ronto Roasters and Docking Bay 7 mm -hmm. over in Galaxy's Edge. Um, Ronto Roasters is more of the counter where you go up and you get a Ronto wrap. Right. And I didn't love mine simply because of the flavors in it. Weren't mm -hmm. It just wasn't something that I liked, but it was a really good dish if I'm right. making any sense at all. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I hate pickles, but like, I know there are good pickles out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like I didn't, I wouldn't go and get it again, but like I would take people to get it just because it's it is. Like, it's like me watching Gone with the Wind. I appreciate Ooh, it. Tread lightly. I appreciate it for the movie. history. <laughs> I appreciate it for the history. I appreciate it for what it was in 1939. I get it. I don't care for it. I've seen mm. it once. I've actually, I've seen it twice. I'll never watch it again, but I would never besmirch you for seeing it. I would have to tell people, if you've never seen it, you should watch this. It's a piece of movie history. It's but overall, oh, yeah, this is my <laughs> wife's favorite too. She loves it. And I'm just like, Ugh, whatever. Um, yeah, not, not so much. Um, <laughs> but no, just going, going back to, to the food, I love the food in Galaxy's Edge and, and Docking Bay 7 just because I'm also drawn to like weird stuff. Right. Like I'm not one to go and, and get a burger and fries unless I have to. Like I mm -hmm. want something unique and galaxy's edge delivers i was a little upset when they changed the names of the food mm -hmm. to their normal names because i thought that was super fun but having... they changed them back though didn't they did they i well i think they well the, the story is because you had and i don't remember any of the names but they had they gave it weird star warsy kind of names yeah. and with the descriptions under it but people weren't reading the descriptions and they were like i don't know what this is so they, so they changed it to yeah. like whatever, fish filet and mashed potatoes or something. I don't know what that is, exactly. whatever. But they changed it to something very basic and people complained about it. They're like, people can read the description, which it's right there. Right. So, and I could, could be completely wrong about this, but I thought they had I'm gone back check. to the original names with the the plain names under it. Like it'll say Ecuadorian, blah, blah, blah. And then under it is, you know, fish and chips and whatever. And yeah, so, which, I'm going to check on that because I was bummed out about that, but then I never really paid yeah, much more attention. Because so. the thing about Star Wars is it's it's immersive. And like when you mm -hmm. when you buy, when you go to buy something, they'll ask you if you want your cargo cargo slip. That's your receipt, you know, mm -hmm. or they'll ask you. And I heard the I heard some people say that they asked for ref, like restrooms and they were called refresher stations, you know, yes. and which some of it's kind of like, okay, I need to pee. Come on. Where's the bathroom? Yeah. Show me. <laughs> but but uh, let's not, there's a, immersive is great, but come on, I got to go to the bathroom. Um, but I'm hoping they keep that immersion and they don't just revert back to like, oh, bathrooms are over there. Here's your receipt. You know, yeah. I'm going to buy no, a Coke bottle. Yeah. I'm going to buy a Coke bottle and a regular Coke. I mean, they had those really cool metal sporks and they had to go to regular silverware because people stole them. People stole them. And now they're on literally right now on eBay for like a hundred dollars each. That's it's insane just, yeah, to me. Yeah. People, this is why we can't have nice things. Come on. It is exactly why. <laughs> Overall thoughts on Hollywood Studios. Um, you know, yes, good, yes, bad, magical. What do you? What's your thoughts? It's for me. It's one that when we go with the kids, if we don't make it, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But I still enjoy myself while I'm there. Right. That makes sense. I'm <laughs> a big fan of the Frozen sing along, which we didn't talk about. Oh yes, I love um, the sing along. There is one particular actor who I'm obsessed with, and <laughs> when we're there, if he posts that he's mm -hmm. performing, we go. Right. Hands down, I will not miss him. Um, that's one of the favorites of mine. Um, I, you know, I miss the lights. I miss all, the, all that good stuff. I do miss the Osborne lights. I do miss those lights yeah. completely. So, um, the, I will say that the 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 image mapping on the Tower of Terror was good. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't replace the lights. So I'm like, okay, this makes it. I will definitely want to take my kids out there next Christmas right. so they can see it. Like that was very very well done. Um, but it is Hollywood Studios is just kind of one of those. It's really it's great, but it's not. I don't have to be there. If that makes Do you sense. think it's an all day park now? Do you think it's something that people can go to and spend all day there? Because before Toy Story and Star Wars, it was kind of a half day park, even when it, it was. was fully open with everything running. 
I think it is a full day park now yeah. if you do everything. Yeah. Um, if you're a big Star Wars fan and if you go, you know, see Indiana Jones and do, you know, some of the other stuff, mm-hmm. I think you can definitely spend all day there. Yeah. I, and I, and well, go back to Frozen. I love the Frozen sing along. It's my, mm-hmm. that and Finding Nemo are my two favorite shows on property. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people, now, I've actually had people tell me this, that I would, they will tell me, just get me some fast passes. I want, I want, you know, tower and something and just figure something else out. And I will get them the frozen fast pass. And mm-hmm. why don't you get me that? Trust me, just go do it. And I've had people tell me I would have never done this until you recommended it. And it yeah. was fantastic because the difference in that and the beauty and the beast sing along is in France or the beauty of the beast show is that's the straight show. That's yeah. just the show. Um, the frozen show, it's got comedy. It's, oh, it's funny. So funny. The narrators make it. I mean, they, they, and they throw out some jokes there that are not for the kids, like over the kids' heads. But sometimes you're like, oh, I can't believe they just said that. Yes. Um, you know, the, the, the joke they keep running through is there's a joke in there about, you know, how Disney kills the parents uh, of everyone. <laughs> and like, it, and I see that nearly every time. And it makes me laugh every single every time. Every single you know? time. And of course, there is something to be said about sitting in a room with 300, 400 of your closest friends, kids and adults, and everybody's singing Let It Go. It yeah. just, it's, that's fun. And even I, I'm like, cause I love that song no matter how many yes. times I've heard it. I love it. Uh, so that's, that's great. Um, real quick, quick hits on it. Muppet vision 3d, your thoughts. I like it because are, I remember are, it you a, a are you a Muppet fan? That's a question. Uh, yeah, okay. I am. Mm-hmm. I am a Muppet fan. Um, I like the show because I remember watching it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I have not been back to that area of the park in years. Yeah. It's, I really want them to do more of the Muppets. I really want them to. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know why they would. Especially after yeah. closing the the little show they had in Magic yeah. Kingdom, like take that over there and like yeah. do something. People they would go. I, I, maybe they do do realize this, and they're just doing it for whatever reason, business reason. But people love the Muppets, and it is just it's it's not just older people. There are kids that love them too, and I think that they've got the rights to do something with it. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to build a roller coaster. Just do something with a show, meet and greets. I would pass out if i can meet kermit the frog i don't i mean i don't even know what that, i would do would i would just amazing. i would be like or even like i would love to meet sweetums that's the big monster guy with the with the big mouth and everything have you met I have, oh I have. my gosh that's fantastic see you should have been with me because it was sweetums and bolt was out the same night you didn't ask me if i know i did you know, not there you go um so and, and finally star tours any thoughts on that i know and not being a big star wars fan i like it Mm-hmm. I don't write it often because my husband doesn't do well in the enclosed motion simulator. Right. Stuff, so we'll usually skip it. But I actually went on it not too long ago when I was there with my dad when we were there in November. And it's, it's fun. Right. I would like it more if I understood where I was. <laughs> right. I well, know there's like different scenes. You see the different scenes, yeah. And now I think they, they have the scene from The Rise of Skywalker. They have that in the middle now, so there's three different scenes. Um, yeah, like, and, the, it's awesome. I just don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, well, you just always ask. You can ask somebody, you know, or just reach over. What am I looking at? And they will tell you. Where am I? You know, there. And honestly, I know they say there are like 15 or 16 different scenes. I kind of feel like Disney fudges that a little bit. There are like mm-hmm. six different scenes because I've seen the same ones over and over and over, and I'm fine with it. And I, I just don't want them to be in the same order. Yeah. Like I've actually written it three times in a row and seen the exact same thing three times in a row. And I'm like, this is fixed. The, okay. the fix is in. Come on. <laughs> Come on with this. Fix it up a little um, bit. Final, final uh, attraction, uh, Indiana Jones stunt show. Do you get to watch that very much? Do you enjoy it? I had not seen it in a very long time. And then when we took the girls over this summer, we were like, let's check it out. And we did. We stayed. We watched it. It's just as fun as I it's remember. It's an underrated it. show. Yeah. It is underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, we would do it again. Yeah. And I've okay, got to be in the show twice, out. which yeah. is cool. It's a lot of fun being down there and kind of doing some of the stunts and kind of seeing it up close, That's which, awesome. is, which is kind of neat. So uh, Hollywood Studios, there we are. Any other thoughts on Hollywood Studios as we kind of wrap up? I want more Muppets. Now that yeah. we talk about it, I want, especially with Muppet Babies now and Disney Junior. Yeah. You got to do more Muppets. Why? Okay. So Disney Junior, and there's a random question out of nowhere. Yeah. Why do you think Disney didn't do more with PJ Masks? Because I feel like there was about a year, year and a half there where that was all the rage with everybody. There were costumes. My kid has like toys and costumes and everything that he doesn't do anymore. But we've got a bunch of PJ Masks stuff, and they were never in the parks. And I just don't feel like that was something that was very like. I've seen more complicated costumes than a PJ Mask costume in the park. So you know, I'm not really sure. I don't know if it's because I'm thinking maybe it's costumes like. They're supposed to be kids, and so, but then they've got like fancy Nancy and Vampirina. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe it's a rights issue with the company that it, makes it. It might masks, be possibly. It might be. Yeah, let's just get on that. You need to. You need to hop on that. The you, girls like PJ Masks. Yeah, 
all kids like PJ Masks. I liked PJ Masks. I thought it was a fun show. Um, you know, I know that the the uh, Hollywood and Vine, which by the way, the food is not very good to me. No. Um, you go there for the characters, and that's the only reason yeah. you go. Uh, but in the morning time, they do these Disney Junior characters, and I. For the longest time, they had Handy Manny there, which Handy Manny had not been on TV in forever. I think Handy um, Manny was on Disney Junior when I was five. <laughs> right? Uh, Handy Manny, and then they had, like, uh, Jake, and then they had Doc McSuffins, and then somebody else, uh, I think, Elena, not Elena, um, Sophia. They had Sophia. Okay. And so, well, this was several years ago. They, they pulled the Handy Manny out, put it in Goofy from the Roaster Racers, um, but they kept Jake in there for a long, long time, like, long after he had been done. I kept waiting for – because my kid went through a Miles from Tomorrowland stint – I kept waiting for Miles to show up. That never happened. I'm like, where's the PJ Masks? We went straight to Vampirina. I'm like, come on, people. You know, <laughs> not every kid loves, and I cannot stand Elena of Avalor. I just am not a fan of that. I don't like Elena of Avalor. I hate the theme song. It annoys me. It's so, stuck in my head now. Do you want uh, me to sing? Elena <laughs> of Avalor. Well, no, the worst one is that sister song where they go, sister, sister, sister. Time. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's just so annoying to me. I just, that's I, a bad one. I have a fun Elena story, though, for you. That might oh, make please, you please. Yes. I had a, a client that was visiting the parks when they did Elena's official princess coronation, mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom, where they announced her as an official Disney princess. Of course. And um, they were very excited to be there. And their daughter just happened to be named Elena. Oh, and nice. it kind of got found out that it was her birthday and her name was Elena and she was oh, there for the coronation ding, and she ding, got ding. interviewed on the TV <laughs> and it was very cool. <laughs> very cool. You're like, that's my client. I'm like, I it. know them. <laughs> I did the trip complimentary because I'm a Disney travel planner. Yay. <laughs> you are, of course, a Disney travel planner with Park and Preston um, doing a, a lot of run Disney stuff. That's kind of the do. main gist of your stuff. It I mean, is. Although you do a bunch of the stuff too. And now, do you, now, do you do other stuff besides Park, besides just Disney and run Disney? Oh, absolutely. I mean, okay, cool. Very cool. Now, where would people find you if they wanted to find you, follow you on social medias? Where would they hunt you up? Instagram. Instagram. You can find me. I live on Instagram. Yeah, you do your, you do great stories. I love following Thanks. your stories. I always, <laughs> I always react to a lot of your stories and stuff. It's always kind of fun because I know you'll, you'll open up your Instagram and there's like my name with like 15 different little links or whatever. <laughs> so, and I do that because it's fun. It really is. For, it's it fun is. for me. But um, so yeah, on Instagram. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. This has been Thanks a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. I love great. talking Disney with you. Yes, fun times. Yes. We'll see you next time. Sounds good. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sarah. That is going to do it for this episode of the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Of course, find me again uh, online, um, all the usual type places I mentioned at the very beginning of the show. Download the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Find us on Spotify, on iTunes. Find it on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all those places. I would love for you to listen to the show. Subscribe and tell a friend about the show because that's how the show grows. Don't forget also the Magical Dollar Podcast is also partnered with the Deucecast Movie Show. That's my other podcast as well. It's a movie show podcast. It's for families. Anybody can listen to it. It's not necessarily a family-centric show, but... Anybody can listen to it, so don't be afraid to pull that up with uh, with kids in the car because we have a lot of fun talking about movies, and those episodes drop on Wednesday. And My Kids Got the Autism is returning. That's my autism podcast because I'm a dad who has no idea what he's doing. That's returning in a few weeks for season two of some Autism Speak where we just talk about stuff, the life with autism. Uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's all over the place, both at the same time. Hope you enjoyed the show. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget to thank... A Phoenician. Thanks for listening. Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.